you have to do it. And it. It, uh, that sounds have to do really it. simple, really simple. I know it does, but you actually have to get out and start mm-hmm. to speak. Hey guys, welcome back to the So Far podcast, uh, the podcast made for starters by starters. Uh, it's really just a show to uh, help those who are just starting out in their careers, in, in their ventures, uh, by featuring other people who are a little bit further along, but also rather early on in their current venture. And uh, today we have uh, Laura Connor here uh, to really just uh, give us some tips on uh, you know public speaking or whatever else it is. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's my pleasure, Anton. Nice to be here. Thank you. Um, so why don't you just begin by giving us a little bit of an introduction of uh, some of the things that you do uh, professionally. Oh, the things that I do professionally. Yeah, you have a, a long uh, a long list. I, I've seen your LinkedIn profile. It's, it's, yeah, you do a lot of things. I, I do a lot of things, but okay, so now it's mainly a few things. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I started out, well, you know, I started in Vegas. I used to live here, and right. then I moved to Vegas, and then I've done things from being mm-hmm. a blackjack dealer at Bellagio. I did real estate. I did promotional products, a whole bunch of right. different ventures. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved back here, I, again, did some entrepreneurial mm-hmm. things, business, and then I went to Toastmasters. And that's where the love of speaking Right. Just really blossomed in me. And I realized, okay, I'm a pretty good speaker and I can help people with their public speaking. Mm. And so I started doing workshops and training and helping people with their public speaking. And then recently, or a little bit over a year ago, I Mm -hmm. really fell in love with LinkedIn. And that's where this love affair with LinkedIn and with video came in. And so now I help people with their LinkedIn. How do you actually use LinkedIn to build your business, to grow your brand, right. and to get out there, meet new people? So right. that's where I'm at right now. Okay, excellent. Um, and uh, if you guys uh, really start following uh, Laura on, on LinkedIn or wherever you, you find her on social media, you'll know that she is um, no stranger to the microphone. None at all. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you want to you wanna just explain a little bit why that is? Well... Again, back to Vegas. I happened to be enjoying the evening at a casino, and I went upstairs. It was at the Luxor Hotel. Mm. And I went upstairs, and they had a karaoke booth back Mm. when karaoke was just getting started. And I put my money in, made a video of myself Mm -hmm. singing, and then I left, and I figured it was just me and Mm -hmm. my video. Yeah. But later on through the night, people kept coming up to me saying, hey, was that you on the big screen? Was that you on the big screen? And that's where I, I realized I had this thing for making people enjoy themselves and mm-hmm. have a good time while they thought, hmm, was she drinking? Was she doing something? How could she get up there mm-hmm. and take control of the mic? Mm-hmm. And that's where my love of karaoke started. Wow. And it's still with me. It's still with me. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And would you say that that was like a very uh, pivotal moment in, in helping you uh, and I guess your, your career for, you know, uh, coaching uh, public speaking? Would you say that that's at all similar? It was. Yeah. Because if, you, if we take it a few steps back, when I was in grade school, mm-hmm. I, I'm a tall, tall lady. Right. 
and I had, I was tall, I was lanky, I was a little bit quirky, and I had a few boys, they, I caught their attention for the right. wrong reasons. Right. And for a couple of years, they kept making fun of me and taunting me and really just made my life miserable. Mm-hmm. And so going into high school and college and even beyond, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Outside of my activities at church, which was my safe space, right. I didn't really want to be out in front of people mm-hmm. because I was always afraid that people were going to laugh at me right. and make fun of me. So when I went to that and I did that karaoke booth there in Vegas, mm-hmm. that was the first time that people were having fun. I was making them laugh and making mm-hmm. them smile, but they weren't laughing at me to put me down. No. They were laughing because I made them right. have a good evening. Yeah. And that was the pivotal moment for mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's great that you, you went into childhood because that was going to be my next question. Like, what, what do you, uh, what kind of person were you like as, as, a, as a youth? I was, I, I was, there were two sides of me. Mm-hmm. With my family and at church, I was outgoing. I mm-hmm. was the leader. I li- I, many times I would be in my bedroom or be in the basement at home mm-hmm. and I had all my dolls and the stuffed animals there mm-hmm. and I would lead cooking classes or lead different training classes. Yeah. And so I enjoyed speaking and teaching people. Right. But then again, when I went to when I went to middle school, that's where everything really changed. And I, I just didn't like to be out in public because mm-hmm. I was afraid of yeah. the taunts. Right. And it really affected my mm-hmm. self-confidence greatly. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Um, so you, you talked about uh, your... Uh, your, a little bit about your story, just briefly. But uh, could you go a little bit further into how you got gone from, you know, singing karaoke to being a blackjack dealer to I think you were a re- realtor, and I think you are also you worked in IT, and then you started coaching. You want to explain the the steps? <laughs> okay, so a lot of the the steps that I did, a few of them just happened. It it in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know there was an opportunity that came up to actually get into being a blackjack dealer. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be there. A friend of Mm -hmm. mine told me about it, ended up going there. Right. Uh, One of the people that were picking people for for the positions, Mm -hmm. they took a liking to me. So I was able to go and Mm -hmm. take advantage of that. And for real estate, I went into real estate after, after 9-11 or right around 9-11. Oh. And, so I went into yeah. that. And a, a lot of the things that I mm-hmm. went into were because everyone kept saying the money's going to be good. The money's going to mm-hmm. be good. And so I did a lot of things because the money was supposed gonna, to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily because that's what I enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that we need to keep in mind. But you, you'll probably ask me about that. If you have if right. you, any tips, that's going to be one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll reserve that for later. Okay. Um, but but uh, yeah, just like, what led you to to, to start um, uh, public speaking? I mean, I know that you enjoy it and you, you see the value in it, but what led you to, to make you want to coach? Why not just keep all the information for yourself and then just make yourself rise up to the top? And uh, Because that's not the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Anything that I learn, I really want to share it with others. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized that public speaking was so important mm. for someone to build their business and to get more gain more visibility right. and to actually have people take right. their their advice mm-hmm. then i realized okay well if i can use that mm-hmm. 
then other people need that as well. Right. And I always enjoyed business and, and mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and making money for yourself, right. right? So what I noticed, though, was a lot of business owners and different professionals, they knew what they w- had to do as mm-hmm. far as their roles, right. but they didn't know how to communicate it. Right. And so that's where, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I know how to help people and encourage them and motivate them mm-hmm. to step out of their comfort zone. Right. Let me make a business of it. Mm. So that's how it, it, it worked. Oh, okay. and, then, and I'm also involved in Toastmasters. So right. Toastmasters, Toastmasters is where I started. And then that's where I, then I ventured out right. from there to do my own mm-hmm. thing. And they both have their place. Mm-hmm. Toastmasters is an absolute pl- great place to get practice time in mm-hmm. and to be with a supportive uh, group of people. Right. Working with someone like me or an, another uh, speech coach mm-hmm. is also good because you can fast track your learning and you'll get positive but straight to the point feedback, coaching, guidance. Right. So you short track, you shorten your learning. Yeah. So what what exactly is it that you do uh, within your coaching? Like, uh, is it you sit down and have like a one on one conversation with them and like give them tips or is it like you're in a group class so explain to me a little bit more about how how it is that you do what you do I do both oh, okay so there are professionals that need one-on-one coaching right so we do that virtually sometimes we do that mm-hmm. in person and I'll go over them with their with mm-hmm. their presentations help them to right. really have a great talk that they can deliver right and I also help them with their delivery skills because it's one thing to have a good message mm-hmm. and have it nice and neatly organized you know capture someone's attention it's Mm -hmm. structured well you close it well there's it's also another thing to be able to to deliver it well Mm -hmm. you know the non-verbal communication that Mm -hmm. you that you do can really affect whether or not someone wants to take that next step with you right right so i do the one-to-one but then i also do workshops Mm -hmm. group settings right and uh speak about the importance of public speaking right and then the public speaking and then also with linkedin and general marketing just how do you get out and if you can get out and speak well Mm -hmm. and meet people create a great first impression meet people if you can make good uh connections on linkedin Mm -hmm. or whatever social media my my preference is linkedin right but if you can make those connections then you are gold Mm -hmm. because people are going to see you and you're Mm going to be attracting a following right and they're going to look up to you because you have a good command of your words and your thoughts and you're able to communicate it well right it's all about the communication how effectively can you communicate your ideas and and your thoughts right absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. excellent so that is a bit about what you do but something i like to ask people is if you were to to describe yourself without saying a job title or the things that you do, what would that be? Oh. Who, who, who is Laura Connor without a job title? Oh, wow. I am... Uh, I, I should have, have asked off- you that. I should have put that in one of the yes, questions. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I have an offbeat sense of humor. I am kind of a little bit funny. Okay, okay. Yes. I love, f- I'm funny and outgoing, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I like to stay in the background, mm-hmm. make and observe, right. make jokes. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a good person to hang out with. You, you mm-hmm. outside of the karaoke stage, yes. you won't really see me 
well, no, I take that back. I take that back. Okay, you'll see me rocking take a out. mic. Yes, yeah, rocking out. Sometimes you may see me act a little silly, like at my at my son's basketball games. Mm-hmm. I I can make a bunch of noise and, yeah. and carry on, but outside of that, I'm I'm a laid back type of okay. person. I don't like the limelight, believe it or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good to know. Um, yeah, I just I like asking that question because it stumps a lot of people when I'm when I'm making a when I'm asking them about their pr- professional life and then they're like, yeah, I'm a I'm this kind of person. I'm a financial advisor. I'm a photographer. I'm this. And like, but who are you? Yeah, and then okay. they go, Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun to just see. Right. Um, that's actually more for my amusement. I don't even know if it's good for the podcast, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so going back to, uh, your profession, what's, what's something that, uh, you, you found that you've had to struggle with the most, um, you know, uh, starting this this business uh, uh, of of coaching, getting out there, getting out there, okay, and meeting the, making those connections mm-hmm. and meeting the people who can then open up the doors. Mm-hmm. That's why for me, I've found networking, and I've found again, I'm going to talk about the same things. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's networking and being genuine with the people. Yeah. So when you meet someone, when you meet mm-hmm. me. This is me, yeah. right? You're not going to see me in the street and find me to be... Totally sta- different. Totally different. Yeah. So the networking and the building those relationships is, is key. And I forgot what you asked me. What did you <laughs> ask me? What was the biggest struggle <laughs> that you've had to face in, in building this business? Right, just making those connections. Right. Making Bank, those making connections. connections. And then I found that using LinkedIn and networking and video has really mm-hmm. helped to make those connections right. better because people because by the time someone meets me now mm-hmm. they've already seen my videos right. they've already seen who I am right and or they've heard me speak so it's already those things have already worn them mm-hmm. warmed them up to me right so that made it made it easier right excellent yeah wow well you heard it first uh yeah video helps guys uh as a videographer absolutely if absolutely yeah <laughs> if you're ever looking for someone Call me up. <laughs> um, yeah, that's excellent. Um, could you talk about uh, a struggle that you're maybe currently going through? Uh, something that you, like a yeah, a problem that you're currently facing. Anything could it could be, uh, but yeah, anything, any problem that you're currently facing in your uh, in building your business or maybe in like um, professional development even. Okay, two things, and so two things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And one of them may surprise you. The first thing is just making sure that all the administrative things are done. Right. Even though I've done mm-hmm. administrative things mm-hmm. for my other businesses right. and in the past, I don't really like that. And right. I, I find that I can lose a lot of time mm-hmm. with shuffling paper or with doing right. the, admin, the admin things. And then the other part that I don't like is the website. Mm-hmm. Keeping things on like I, I mm-hmm. love making videos I love posting and updating mm-hmm. LinkedIn but the website things like that that's not my thing yeah and again I find that I can spend a lot of time mm-hmm. doing those things because right. they're just not me and then the third thing really yeah. is the accounting yeah the, the numbers mm-hmm. which we all have to know our numbers mm-hmm. we all have to know our numbers but doing the actual you know, punching in the numbers right. and, and doing the spreadsheets yeah, and different things like that. Yeah, all the nitty gritty. 
Right. That's not me. I'm, I'm a more of a visual person right. versus a numbers right. type. So those are my three mm-hmm. challenges. Right. Um, and have you, uh, are, have you like outsourced any of that at all or automated or delegated any of those tasks? Some of yeah. it I am. Some of it? Yeah, okay. And then some of it, I'm still holding on to it because I'm not sure if anybody could do it as good as me, even though I'm not doing it very well on right. some of it. But yes, it's, it's the process of going through to right. outsource that. And right. so I don't have to be dealing with right. that. Still need to know. Right, because right? you don't want to be in the dark, but right. not having to do it right. myself. Yeah, so I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Do you find that when you're doing those kinds of tasks, it like it drains your energy and you like <sighs> drains all of your motivation? You're like, I don't want to do my business anymore. Why didn't I just like take a job at at a bank or whatever? Yes. You find it, yeah. Yes. I find that so much with like basically all the the three things that you said. <laughs> more more specifically, admin and and numbers. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I just I find that it's so draining. It is. Yeah. It is. And 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 one of the things that I've been working on more is just focusing on doing what I know mm-hmm. and what I like to do. Because even if I may not know, let's say I enjoyed numbers, right? Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know how to create certain right. documents or right. certain things, then there'd be joy in me to actually learning yeah. it, right? But I have no joy <laughs> no. in getting in <laughs> right. That. So I yeah. don't. I don't want to do that. So it, it really is a, right. a, a drain on my enthusiasm mm-hmm. or my motivation to get things right. done. And I think that's where um, you know automating tasks and then obviously outsourcing them is you know very helpful. Uh, I'm still also in that stage of like sort of DI you know doing everything myself mm-hmm. right now. But I think yeah, after a while I'm gonna have to get to it to a point where I hand it off to someone where you know, I know that they're going to do a better job because they like it right. m- more than I do. Um, and, you know, sometimes we can be even almost wrapped up in our own ego when we're thinking like, oh, I don't know if, if I can hand this off to someone because I've been doing it this way for so long. But, you know, you could be doing it the wrong way for so long. Exactly. And, and you just have your own ego about it. Just like, um, yeah, I've been so I, what I do is I keep all my receipts in the shoebox. Um, and that's the best way to go about it. And they're like, uh, no, you, that, that's not the best way to go about it. You, here, let me get you on QuickBooks. Right, <laughs> like, right. The Nike shoe box is for th- these type of receipts yeah. and the Adidas shoe box <laughs> is for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, do, you, do you find that um, uh, you're, you're planning to, to bring on some help uh, with that in the, in the future? Yeah. Right. So, again, I'm going to start really... Mm-hmm. Focusing more on outsourcing a lot of those mm-hmm. things. Yes, hiring someone in-house. No, because right. I, I don't think you need to right now. For at least for yeah, me, you can outsource stage, yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when things are huge, mm-hmm. maybe there. But right now, I just want to outsource. Right. Yeah. So, what's something that uh, that you would say? Uh, y- Let's just get some some tips to people who um, want to uh, better their public speaking. Um, I enjoy public speaking, but not a lot of people do. And, and as you know, like the greatest fear, like right next to death for some reason, right. is public speaking. Right. Um, and so what are some ways that people can get over that fear? You have to do it. Have to and do it. It, uh, that sounds have to do really it. simple, really simple. I know it does, but you actually have to get out and start mm-hmm. to speak right. and not get out and speak once every other month or mm-hmm. once every month. You need to speak often. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, then the more your comfort level right. is going to go increase. You're, you're driving in a new city. 
what are you doing when you're driving? You're focusing on the roads, you're looking at the street signs, you're just paying attention mm-hmm. to get from here to there. Right. The next time you go to that city, you can, you know, look around a little bit and take in the sights mm-hmm. because you're more comfortable with it. Right. Same thing applies. So you have to get out and do it. The second thing is you need to, when you're practicing, so let's say you have a, pr- uh, mm-hmm. a presentation you have to give. Instead of standing in the mirror, watching yourself while you're giving it, the, the speech, mm-hmm. put your phone down and record it and then give right. yourself some feedback. Send it to a few friends. Have mm-hmm. them give you some feedback as well. And then incorporate the feedback that you've given yourself and mm-hmm. those other people have given you and then do it again. And you keep doing that. And then another thing is if, if, you, have a pra- if you have a presentation to give, you don't want to wait until the night before mm-hmm. to start to right. practice. The more comfortable you've, you are because mm-hmm. you've given it five, ten times, then it's going to show when you have your mm-hmm. time to, to speak. And then one more thing about the public speaking is you have to get out and speak, but then networking is a good thing because you have to meet new people right. on the fly, introduce yourself, and that's a good way to build up your confidence as far as mm-hmm. getting out, speaking, right. and meeting new people and speaking with them. Right. And if you have someone with you mm-hmm. when you're speaking or meeting new people, have your friend observe observe you when you're really introducing yourself have them let you know you know how are you how are you standing how Mm -hmm. are you engaging how do you look what does that look on your face right you know and then you go out again so that's my those are my tips for public speaking slash networking just getting out the more you do it the more comfortable you'll become just do it guys the nike logo absolutely or the nike slogan i guess um what what's what's the biggest or i guess most common uh uh, problem that you you find that your uh, clients and and the the people that you coach uh, have uh, is it like you know facing the audience is it stuttering or is it something else w- what's the biggest problem that you find that that they have to overcome that you have to help them overcome not two things so the first one is not being clear on what they want to say. Right. If they have, they may have a lot of information that they want to be sharing, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you don't need to share all of that information. Right. You need to be able to cut out things, mm-hmm. use a lot of visual pictures mm-hmm. in your presentation so you can mm-hmm. cut out the amount of words that you have to say, right. but still give a very clear picture so your audience can see it in their mind. Right. So being clear on their messages, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two is just not really thinking that they are a good speaker or that they can deliver a message. Right. The mind, I mean, it's mindset is everything. Mm-hmm. If you think that you cannot speak well mm-hmm. or you cannot deliver a good presentation, then you're not going to. Right. You're always going to come across as being nervous or lacking confidence. Right. But the, the moment you decide to change your mindset about mm-hmm. that and walk out and start to speak, even if you do mess up, like big deal. Yeah. You'll live another day. Mm-hmm. But even if, if you start to change your mindset from being, I'm, I'm a horrible speaker, I'm going to mess up. And so many people tell me that when I, when I talk to mm-hmm. them. When you change that, then you're, you're going to see that your presentations, your delivery will come across as much more confident. So those are the two things that I see a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And so what would, uh, what would a tip be for, for someone uh, who, who wants to understand what they're trying to say? Like how? Like, what do, what do I leave in? What do I leave out? Is it just cram as much as I can into the 15-minute spot that I've been given? Or am I, like, wh- how, how do I go about uh, figuring out what exactly it is that I want to say? 
write it down. Write out one main message. One main message. One sentence. Mm-hmm. Can you send it to me in a text? Mm. If you can send it to me in a text or a tweet, then you probably have your main message mm. there. And then as you're going through and you're working through what you're having in your, in your talk, right. everything should point back to your main message. Mm. And if it doesn't, and if you go off on a tangent, mm-hmm. then cut it out. It, I, a lot of times we have stories that we have things that we want to add because they mean something to us mm-hmm. or we think that everybody's going to enjoy it, right. enjoy hearing it, but a lot of times you could take right. it out. Now, that's, when you're doing that, you still want to, again, you want to be specific. So when you're telling a story about meeting someone and you're talking to a client mm-hmm. or an experience you had, you want to be specific. Talk about what the person looked like. Say their name. Say where you were. Say what the weather looked like. Mm-hmm. Make, make as many, give as many word pictures as possible. Mm-hmm. But again, make sure that it's all helping towards that main message that you've come up with. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, if you, I don't know if you can hear like the amount of echo in this room or like other people's voices, but uh, we are recording this. If you're only just listening to the podcast, we are recording this in a community center. Um, the first time I've ever done that. Uh, so there's a first, first uh, time for everything. First time for everything. First time All for right. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, going on to a little bit more of uh, the uh, outreach and LinkedIn side of mm-hmm. things. Um, when did you say you, you started that again? It's about a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago mm-hmm. is when I started to really dive into LinkedIn. Right. LinkedIn coupled with uh, with video. Right. And uh, then more so at the beginning of 2019 is where I really started to ramp it up more. And it's been amazing. Really? Amazing. Excellent. Good to hear. If you're not on LinkedIn, you, you need to be yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. No Link- matter what. Yeah. LinkedIn is like I've seen uh, TikTok stars join LinkedIn because they also n- know the uh, value of, of like the amount of um, uh, followers that you can get from that or the amount of like, just value that you can get and also give the amount of value that you can provide through LinkedIn because it's, um, you know, unlike the other platforms, it's this one's kind of a little bit closer to Facebook in which you can like share links or you can, um, uh, you know, you can share uh, photos or videos. You can share basically almost whatever you want. Uh, so that's great too. It is. And what I, why I like LinkedIn so much is... I found that people are more open to connecting with you and building a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to do business, that's the place because, at least for me on Facebook, I'm, people connect with me and if I don't know who they are, I'm very hesitant yes. to connect with them. Right. But then on LinkedIn, you can see how many connections, common mm-hmm. connections you have. Yeah. And then you could also read about them. What their, what, what's yeah. their history? You know, what do they do for work? What do they like to do? Yeah. And if they have really optimized their profile page w- mm-hmm. well, then they really have made, they'll right. make a good first impression. And so I know who I'm reaching out to and who right. I'm connecting with. Right. And I've, I've just found it, it's much more people are open to, hey, how can we help each other? How can we work together? And whereas on the other platforms, it, it, there's constantly a wall that's mm-hmm. up because I'm not sure who I'm connecting with or who right. I'm talking to. Yeah. Right. Okay. Excellent. So what's, um, now we know the why you should, uh, and the, the value of, of LinkedIn, what's something like a, some tips that you would give, um, or like common problems that, that people, uh, run into that you have, yeah, that you could give us a, a solution for. Okay. Same. 
same thing with public speaking, you have to make a good first impression. You walk into a room and your shoulders are hunched over or mm. you're talking so softly that people can't hear you or you have that frown on your face that right. people think you're angry at the world. Right. Same thing applies on LinkedIn. Right. You have to show up and make a good first impression mm -hmm. because people are scrolling through your feed mm -hmm. or through their feed and mm -hmm. they'll see the different shots, pictures of everybody. You want to stand out mm -hmm. as, as a warm, inviting person. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I find is that people are not taking that time to optimize their profile and make it pop, mm -hmm. make it stand out. Right. The pictures are a full body picture right. or a picture that they just cropped out of a right. wedding reception photo <laughs> or something. I was wearing a suit in it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Even though they're a construction worker and they would never be caught dead in a suit. So the, the, the profile, they're not really showing, capturing who that person really is. Right. So my first step to, or tip to anybody would be optimize your profile. Make sure that your picture is great and you have a great summary, you tell people what you do. Mm -hmm. And again, back to, you're not just a dentist or you're not just a landscaper. Right. What problem do you solve for people? Right. That has to be straight right at the beginning. Right. And then also making sure that what's in your profile, it, it lets people understand who you are, why they should connect with you, right. why they should you know, take that next mm -hmm. step. So the profile is really important. Right. And then the next thing is, and, and I think this goes across all platforms. 90% of people on LinkedIn, they just scroll and they look at pictures and they yeah. look at the, the posts, but they don't do anything. Right. You'll never know that they're even there. 9% mm -hmm. of people will like a post. They'll share right. a post. They'll comment on a post. Yeah. But only 1% of people actually post, post content. Yeah. And so what does that mean? There's, there's a huge amount of attention and not that many people filling that attention. Absolutely. So as a content creator, and it doesn't matter what your content is. Mm -hmm. If you're in school, you can be talking about your journey through school. Right. Some of the challenges, some of the, the, the triumphs that mm -hmm. you've had. If you like knitting, you, can, right. you could have things on knitting. And you can always turn anything. I, I, put, I post sometimes mm -hmm. on basketball my mm -hmm. son's in basketball right i also post uh about linkedin my uh, not linkedin autism my my younger son has autism okay. so i've made posts mm -hmm. about that anything that you can either talk about how to live life right. to the fullest or how to do business right in in a good way you can post on right. linkedin so be a content creator right number one that's the number two thing yeah and then the third thing is reach out and connect with those people that you want to right. connect with. You can just press that connect button over and over mm -hmm. and build your network. Yeah. And that, to some degree, that's a good thing to do because yeah. the more net people you have in your network, mm -hmm. the more people that you're, you're open to right. because you are connected to, like I'm connected to your network yeah. when I connect with you right. and so on and so on. So you get a lot more eyes on right. your content. You get a lot more eyes on the messages that you're trying to put out mm -hmm. there. So connect with the right people, right. share content, your own content, right. video again, mm -hmm. Anton is the, yes. is the thing because people get to see you and yep. get a feel for who you are and make sure you have an optimized profile. Right. Excellent. Um, on the, the subject of, uh, you know, just sending out uh, random connections to, to multiple people, you also make sure you, you don't want to just, you know, send out cold, uh, cold invites because, you know, sometimes it might work, but 
a lot of the times, uh, you know, I've gotten invitations from uh, people to connect, and I'm like, how do I know you? I'm not sure how I know you. And then I check their profile. They have a whole bunch of connections that say, oh, I guess they have a lot of connections. And then I see their post, and they get maybe one like for each of their posts. And I'm thinking, is this person just mass sending out invites? And, and that, could be, that could be it. Or they are not posting anything that would want people to right, of like. Of course, yeah. And, and, okay, so this is one of my, this, this is one of my things. Certain industries, mm-hmm. for example, real estate. Right. I love real estate. I was in real estate. Right. When I look at a lot of real estate mm-hmm. professionals' uh, profiles, yeah. they'll have a lot of connections. Yeah. But all they're posting is just listed, just sold, open yeah. house. Oops. Why? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, you only care so much about that. Right. There are so many other things that they can be posting about. Yeah. They can be making videos about different sites or different places of interest in their local community. Mm-hmm. They can be talking to clients. They can be talking to other professionals. Yeah. They can be just sharing the experience of being yeah. a real estate professional. Mm-hmm. When you start to share content that people are interested in, that's yeah. when you're going to see the engagement. Yeah. And so if, I, again, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I've seen people with 5, 10, 20,000 connections, right. but they post something and they may get two or three likes, right. if that. Right. And it's, part of it is because their network is not interested in you know, they, yeah. they have no common connection with their yeah. network. And then the second thing is, what are yeah, they posting? Think, yeah. Is it valuable right. to the audience, to the consumer? Right. Because, yeah, you might know a lot of people, but if I make a terrible product, then no one's going to want to buy it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So you need to deliver. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You need to deliver what you say you can deliver. Yeah. And if you document what you're delivering, then that's really you're bringing people along for the ride right. with you and you know Gary Vee one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite guys to watch and right. be inspired from he talks about that you yep. know document don't create document, document or something yep. like that yep. Yep. yeah so he's he's good one good one if yeah, you yeah. can put the earplugs in with the some of the language that he uses <laughs> then you're good because he can really good to, good to listen to yeah yeah um, so uh, I guess that was, I mean, we could just keep going on and on about like the different tips that you can give for, for uh, LinkedIn or for public speaking. But um, uh, I mean, if you guys want to know more, you guys should definitely follow her on, uh, on her LinkedIn and uh, on her other social media pages. Uh, but one thing I want to get to is uh, looking forward, uh, sorry, looking back first. Um, what are your thoughts, you know, just reflecting on your journey to where you are now? Uh, you know, like, what, what would you say to five years ago, Laura, or, you know, 10 years ago, or maybe even 10 months ago, you? I would say two things. Mm-hmm. Number one is you can do it. Mm-hmm. The lack of confidence, the imposter syndrome, all of those right. negative thoughts that keep circulating right i'm i'm from the eight track days you know what eight track is yeah you do yeah eight track recorders yeah oh okay yeah if you know what an eight track tape is (laughs) then put it in the comments when you when you watch this podcast (laughs) yes (laughs) because a lot of people don't know eight track tape we used to grow up on that 
the yep. three different tracks and we played the music over and over and over and mm-hmm. we just kept looping. That's the same thing in, in my mind mm-hmm. and I know in a lot of people's minds when they're m- doing a new venture or where they're just trying to show up in whatever right. area they're in. We need to change that mindset, right? right? So I would have changed that mindset that I had for a long time, again, going back to middle school, mm-hmm. that I can do it. Nothing is wrong with me. I'm, I'm, I'm a good teacher. I'm a good leader. I'm a good person. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I, the whole confidence thing, and it mm-hmm. goes back to my mind. So I would work on that. Mm-hmm. That would be the one thing mm-hmm. that I would start to work on earlier. And just writing out the things that were, that are replaying over and over in my mind, get those right. out so that I can address those and, and right. tell myself that those are not true. Right? Right. And so that's the first one. And then the second thing is to do what you love. Mm-hmm. Don't do things for the money. Mm-hmm. Money is good, but do th- what you love. A lot of the things that I did, you know, uh, the different ventures I went into, is, again, was because people said, this is what you can make money and mm-hmm. a lot of money. But I was doing it and, you know, it was fine, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really love it. Right. So now I am refining even i'm refining connor speaks right now to just do what i love yeah and i love even though i don't love networking in big in big big groups uh, big groups i i I like the smaller ones Mm -hmm. but i love networking and networking is good i love making video which is again surprising considering now this is video is a permanent thing where people can say hmm make fun all day long but video has been just great Mm -hmm. and linkedin has been great and I'm moving and public speaking because that can open up so many doors. Right. I'm doing what I love to do versus mm-hmm. what people say that I should do mm-hmm. because that's where they see me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they see me doing or that's what they think would make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Do what you oh. love. Awesome. So uh, what are some reassuring things that you would, you would tell uh, eight-year-old Laura uh, who, who is maybe uh, feeling a maybe a little insecure about certain things like what would you do to to tell her um to yeah just give her um a peace of mind i'm sure when you look back at your career and the journey that that you've uh, gone through to to get to where you are now i'm sure there's a lot of things that you're proud of right so right and and you know it's good that you said that a lot of times we get caught up in the negative right didn't go well right what you know are misfortunes or the circumstances that mm-hmm. are not very positive and mm-hmm. we just wrap our minds around that right. and we don't think about what we've right. achieved so it's really important to remind yourself mm-hmm. what are you good at what have you done what have you accomplished mm-hmm. to actually get to you to where you are right. and always know that no matter where you are now you will be a step further tomorrow you just right. have to put one step one foot ahead of the, of the other right and before you know it you know if you just did one step a day you'd be 365 steps ahead yeah come december 31st right yeah. and no matter how small or how big your steps are that's a good distance from where you started off at the beginning yeah. so those i would really definitely mm-hmm. remind myself of the good things right remind myself of we can get so wrapped up in again woe is me you know life is so hard mm-hmm. but I, I can almost guarantee you that someone would just love to be where we are right and we're going to live another day it, it's just so important to keep looking forward mm-hmm. and keep looking up and keep looking forward mm-hmm. definitely yeah okay so then on that note 
what does um, the next uh, you know short-term future look like for you and for your business uh, the next 12 months let's say oh word mm. for the 2020 uh plan what, what does that well, look like i am ramping up my videos yes i see that so i'm, I'm doing that right now they're on i, I post them on youtube but mm-hmm. and then i have them also on linkedin mm-hmm. but i'm working on my youtube channel yeah and i really want to build that up and just get out do a lot right. more collaborations like this yes so i have to say okay one of the other things when you went back to with the what tips for LinkedIn, right. even what tips for, for, for public any, speaking, yeah. for anything, collaborations are yeah. key. So coming here and, and you and the two of us talking right now mm-hmm. is great because it opens me up to your network, it opens you up to my network. Yeah. Just having, setting that goal for, okay, so for the year, I'm going to mm-hmm. speak, I'm going to, collaborate with 10 different people or 20 different people that is going to make a tremendous difference in my business so I'm going to be doing a lot more of that and I'm so happy that you are I'm so happy that you are the first person that I'm doing it with this year. Oh, so yes, excellent. Okay, first of the year. First of the year. You're actually my first podcast uh, guest of this year that uh, like yeah, first podcast recording of this year. Okay, see? All right. Now you won't be my last. Yeah. And I won't be your last yeah. because we're going to be rocking it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But definitely, hey, that's new beginnings. Yeah, new beginnings. Yes. You're here. Uh, are you on TikTok? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I have my account set up. Yeah, okay, account? so this is what I'm going to be doing. I have my account set up. Yeah. And I'm going to do some motivational things with my son. I yeah. already have it laid out mm-hmm. because he thinks that I can't dance. He thinks right. that, you know, 13 year old kids, they think that they know how to do it and. and Moms are all right. stiff. Right. So we're going to be doing some things together. Right. So I am on TikTok just with my account set up, but I'm going to be posting some things soon. Okay. You're going to see a lot of okay. me this year. Yeah. A lot. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, make sure you follow uh, Laura on, on uh, TikTok as well, guys. She's <laughs> about to she's about to blow up. She's about to blow <laughs> up. Big time. Big time. Also, make sure to follow me on uh, TikTok as well, at Anton Wong Video. Uh, I, I post lots of content there as well. Oh. Really? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, looking even further into the future, I mean, it's it's hard to know like what exactly you want in five years' time, ten years' time, because you might be such a different person. But looking really far into the future, you've you've lived a long, happy life. All, all the things that you've you've wanted to do on your gravestone. What do you want the words to read? What do you want the inscription on the gravestone to read? Oh, word, Anton. Come on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just put, throwing out a lot of curveballs here. You know, I, I, wanted, I was a good mother, mm-hmm. a good friend, mm-hmm. a good encourager, and a good leader. Those are the four things. Mm-hmm. And a good wife. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a good wife, a good daughter, right. sister. Yes. Yeah. Um, my my husband and my boys are the world to me. Mm-hmm. They mean the world to me. Right. And I want I want them to when they're becoming adult mm-hmm. that how I live my life has them mm-hmm. will have them on a good path that they know how to live successful lives and lives of integrity. Right. As when they become men. So I want to make sure that I'm a good mother in that sense. Right. Because they, they need to find some good wives and they need to be good husbands and fathers. So that's my whole thing for that. The, mm-hmm. um, same thing with uh, 
my, 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 you know, my husband and, and my parents. I just, I want to be a good person as far as a family, right. you know? And then I want to be able to, when people look back, I want to, I want them to remember a lot of the fun times, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I got a little bit crazy. Right. And uh, I want people to laugh and be able to recount mm-hmm. five or six different things about right. me. That's how my father is. Because right now, we, he can, when we, we had an anniversary thing for him and we did the top 10 sayings. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not known for certain things, but my dad is known for 10 plus different things that we did the countdown. Mm-hmm. And every time people would laugh mm-hmm. and have a good time because it's like, yeah, and there was only one of him. Yeah. I want people to think that same thing and have a smile mm-hmm. on their face. Right. So if you could fit all of that onto a tombstone, then hey, yeah. there. Yeah, well, I mean, they might be screens by then. Maybe just, True. yeah, you could just like swipe through them like... <laughs> I actually done a lot of things. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what's so funny? You know, you're talking about that. I watched the video, um, which is so off topic, but I watched this video in Jamaica with, uh, they went to a, a cemetery and they have miniature houses. They yeah. have miniature um, airplanes, you know, people who yeah. were, were... Pilots. Or right. Or and I'm like, okay, so th- those are interesting yeah. tombstones, you know, this miniature house with the lights that go on and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so we I just digressed, but no, that's, you know, that's what you get. That's what you get. It's okay. It's the end of the podcast. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, since we're at the end of the podcast, uh, what's one thing that you guys w- that you want to leave to uh, the listener, uh, yeah, to the listeners and the people at home? Face your fears and get out and do what you love. Face your fear and get out to do what you love. Excellent. Um, so before we leave, uh, is there anything you want to promote? Uh, any like your socials or your website? Where can we find you? Where you can, can you find me on LinkedIn. That's where I love to, ha- to LinkedIn? show okay. up. Laura Connor speaks. You'll see me. You can't miss me. You really just can't miss me. Mm-hmm. So follow me there. And then I also have my Connor speaks and mingles networking right. events. And you find that information all on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. LinkedIn is the place for me. LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be uh, providing all those links uh, down in the show notes in the description. Um, or thank you so much for being oh, on the show. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please do share it with your friends and make sure that you guys are subscribed and following the podcast on whichever uh, distribution platform you're listening to it on. And please, if you like it, be sure to leave a comment or a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. You can follow me at Anton Wong Video uh, and you can uh, send me some comments on uh, on those platforms as well, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much once again for listening. See you guys.